What's up, everybody? Uh, how is everyone doing? We're going to let a few people get in here. Um, this is the uh, live Q&A show um, that we do with Dr. Rogers every single week. Uh, if you're with me, uh, say hello if you're with us live. Um, Keto Bandito, we're, we are fashionably late. Um, that was not on purpose, so I wish it was. I wish it was like a, a, a cool story to that, but there's none. Um, we, we weren't, uh, we're just late. <laughs> Deborah, what's going on on YouTube? Uh, thank you to all the YouTube, uh, people out there tonight. Uh, thank you for, for hanging out. Um, for those who, uh, Evangeline, what's going on? Uh, fashionably early. I dig it. I dig it. Um, if you guys have questions, um, go ahead and, and put those on, um, because we're going to, we're going to try to do more live tonight, uh, more live questions versus the questions that came in. We got a few that came in during the week, um, but, uh, but not as many as, as usual. So, uh, should save more time for, for the live Q&A. Bianca, what's going on? Lisa, hello. Barbara, hello, hello. Um, thank you guys for, for hanging out tonight. Um, if you, if you are, um, Looking at our YouTube channel, or if you're on there, uh, we put up uh, three videos today uh, that we uh, are super proud of. Um, one was uh, the Explain This episode with Robin Riddle um, was on oxytocin. Uh, we talk a ton about oxytocin. And uh, so if you wanted to learn more about the hugging hormone, um, that's a, a really good, good summary uh, of how we use it or any integrative medical practice uses it. Uh, it's about six minutes long, seven minutes long, so uh, a quick listen. Uh, Katie, how are you? <laughs> Rogers fam, always on time. She, uh, Katie knows as, as well as anybody that, um, that you know, fat, we, we make fashionably late not so fashionable, I, I think is the, is, is the truth. Um, Barbara, uh, what's going on? Doug, how's it going, man? Good to see you. Thank you guys for, for hanging out tonight. Uh, we're going to have a really good show. Um, like you, like I said earlier, um, we do this show every single Tuesday, seven o'clock. Uh, it's kind of, you know, our opportunity just to kind of, uh, hang out and uh, answer any questions that you guys might have, whether that be from the stuff that we put out this week, or, uh, if you just want to, you know, follow up question on anything, health and wellness, uh, Karen, how's it going? Roel, how's it going? Great to see you. Um, we just try to try to hang out and answer these questions for you and hopefully uh, give you guys some more tools um, in your tool belt for uh, health. Evangelon, thank you for that question. Uh, great question there. Uh, Rachel, how's it going? Rachel from the, the Johnson City office. How's it going? Great to see you. Um, I'm going to be in the Tri-Cities. Um, we're going to record an outside-the-box episode up there uh, Thursday. So, Rachel, I hope to see you. Uh, so hopefully see you in the Johnson city office, Kathy, what's going on. Um, so we're going to bring doc in here in a second and we will get to, to some of these questions. And, uh, and like I said earlier, we're going to have people, um, kind of looking through the comments, scrolling through, making sure we get to everything tonight. We're going to go, we generally go about 45 minutes to an hour. And, uh, you know, I, I just appreciate you guys hanging out. Um, so here we go. Let's rock on. What's going on, man? Hey, Ben. How are you? <laughs> uh, we are, we're getting the show rolling, man. We're excited. Yeah, uh, we got, we've already got some great questions coming in. Uh, Keto Wonderful. Mama, how's it going on YouTube? Uh, Ed, Keto uh, Mama. Is Keto Mama related to Keto Bandito? I still haven't figured that one out. Um, no, that's not. Let's uh, keep them guessing. We'll keep them guessing. Well, they'll not... keep us guessing. I like that. It's kind of mysterious. Uh, Eddie Rhodes, how's it going uh, on Facebook? Great to see you. Um, do we have any first time, uh, first time people here? If you're a first time person on the live show, uh, say hello. Um, we, like I said, we do this every Tuesday, and uh, we got a lot of the same people coming in every single week, which I'm super thankful for. Uh, allows allows us to get to know you guys and. Uh, hopefully, you know, help out in any way uh, that we can. Um, okay, I see the questions coming in. Um, if you have questions, put those in the in the comments. We're going to get to those here in a few minutes, uh, probably a few minutes earlier uh, than what we normally do. 
but first, we had a few questions come in on Instagram that uh, that I'm going to going to get to right now. Um, let's see this first one here. Are liver liver capsules good for anemia? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know they have a lot of iron in them. Uh, any any organ meat has a lot of iron in it. So if you have iron deficiency, of course, uh, liver uh, is is the best organ for that. And liver capsules are just they're full of iron. So yeah, they help. They may not taste too good, but probably better than liver if you don't like the taste of liver. But yeah, and just follow your iron levels, follow your ferritin levels. Um, and see, it takes a while to build your iron up. A lot of it depends on how slowly the iron was lost. Um, but uh, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes anemia gets so bad you have to have infusions of iron. Um, but yes, definitely. Uh, and follow the ferritin yeah. levels. And, and probably pretty well tolerated on your stomach. Um, a lot of times... Uh, Iron tablets uh, are hard on your stomach. They cause constipation, sometimes stomach upset. So if you can't take the just iron ferrous sulfate, you can take liver capsules and uh, see how they work for you. Um, Check your blood levels. All right. Um, thank you for that over on Instagram. Um, this is a two-part question. Uh, it seems that they're, they're taking Prascarol. Um, and the question is, can you take fish oil if taking Prascarol? And is it okay? Is it also okay to take Prascarol with CoQ10? Do you... I have no idea what that is. So okay. Um, well, what we'll I'll do have to is get back with you next week on that one. You, the Prascarol part. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, we will get back to to that one. And I, I uh, think they they sent us a DM on Instagram, so I'll get back to them. All right. Um, this is a, a common one we get. Um, how does digestion compare to a probiotic? Um, well, um, it's just a lot more stuff in there. I mean, digestion is uh, comprised of five different types of prebiotics, which think of that as food for the probiotics. Um, it has 11 different types of probiotics. It's a lot. And, you know, with just the right mixture, I mean, you got all your lacto, bifido, all the, all the major and minor um, good bacteria in there. It also has digestive enzymes to help you break down, especially fats, proteins, and some carbs. It has gluten blockers in there. It has um, lectin blockers in there. Um, and it has also lactase, which helps you break down dairy. So, I mean, digestion just covers it all. I mean, I, I switch so many people off just their probiotic to digestion because it it just covers everything and well tolerated, affordable. Um, so many people have IBS, and so so many people can't digest dairy or glutens, and this really helps them. I mean, you should still avoid it if you're extremely lactose intolerant, like me, um, and gluten sensitive. So. Yeah, it's just a great overall everything. How many how many different like capsules would would someone have to take if if they were taking ju just a probiotic, uh, but were trying to get what digestion comprises of? Would that be, you know? Well, they'd have to take a bunch of different pills. I'd have to take prebiotics. I'd have to take their probiotics. I'd have to take their digestive enzymes. They'd have to take a capsule of lactase. Um, and it's just be tough to take all those when you when you have it in one tribe. And uh, um, one thing like one thing I encourage everybody to do if they're interested in Digest Shield is to go to their website, um, shieldnutra.com. Uh, we call it an encyclopedia for gut health. Um, it explains everything that's inside it. It also talks just a lot about the microbiome. Uh, and there's articles up there that, that seem to be very helpful for people. So I'd encourage everybody to check that out if, you, if you're if you interested. Um, okay, let's get to the next one here. Uh, this was an interesting one. Um, so the, the, the first part of this question had to do with, um, let's see, I'm pulling it up here, um, had to do with 
back in the 1960s, the government started putting growth hormones in meat and later started putting it in fertilizers, fruits, vegetables, etc. Um, over time, other chemicals were added. So the question is just about, you know, how do you, if you've been consuming food in, you know, the modern day era, uh, how do you rid your body of the buildup? Um, and it seems they're uh, over 60 years old. Um, of all the growth hormones and chemicals, uh, what can I do to cleanse my body of these toxic chemicals? Um, is that something, I mean, I, I, you're probably going to say EDTA or something like that. Is that kind of, is that on the right track? Um, you know, I certainly take EDTA, but mostly to get rid of uh, calcium deposits uh, in arteries and joints. But um, So that wouldn't be a cleanse. Body- okay. Not really. Your, your body's got an incredible way of, of uh, detoxifying itself through your liver and your kidneys. So a lot of the work is being done for you by your God-given body. You know, you sweat impurities out, you breathe them out, um, you urinate them out, you poop them out. Um, so your body does have some, some own natural self-preservation uh, tools, many. I mean, we can never replicate what your body already has in it. So what you want to do now is just feed it with the good stuff. Make sure your gut's taken care of and um, make sure you sweat a lot. That's one reason I have an infrared sauna. I mean, I'm 66. I, I did the same thing. Um, you know, we have a lot of stuff we've been around. Um, you know, and just don't Eat, eat organic now, and you can start, you kind of start fresh. Um, also, you want to boost your glutathione levels by taking NAC, NAC, and acetylcysteine is a great um, supplement for detoxification. Uh, milk thistle works great for liver. You know, look at your blood, blood work and see how your liver and kidney are functioning, for one thing, and don't put a lot of, you know, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories in your system or any drugs that you don't need um check your levels of uh um you know lead and mercury and cadmium and arsenic if there's a nickel if you think you've got a a toxicity from being around pesticides or maybe you maybe you've worked at a battery plant for years Mm or uh you know places where they do a lot of welding and and all but um you know, you may even consider getting a heavy metal test. Um, you know, a lot of people believe that uh, dental amalgams can be very toxic to your system. You know, you can certainly have them removed by a yeah, organic dentist if you want. Um, you can drink a lot of water. You can breathe fresh air and get a good night's sleep. Um, there's just a ton of ways you can help yourself and see where you're at, but, um, exercise, do all the natural stuff first and certainly the supplements to where you, uh, give yourself, uh, all the antioxidants that you need. We even do IVs, you know, to, to make you feel better and just see how you're feeling. If you're lack, if you have lack of energy, um, if you've kind of fatigued your adrenals out, that needs to be checked. Um, there's just all kinds of things you can do because we've all been exposed to, to a lot of uh, toxins in our life. Stress itself is a toxin. You know, that's, that's as big a toxin as anything, alcohol or anything. People drink alcohol, which is one toxin, to get rid of another toxin, which is called stress. So, um, you know, all those things. But, gosh, you're only in your 60s, so you got a long way to go if you're healthy and do the right things. I certainly take a lot more supplements than I than I used to um, take a lot of supplements. So um, I also try to drink a lot of water every day, filtered water. Another part of that question was, was about how kids are developing sooner because of the uh, hormones in, in, in foods that they're consuming. Um, Like, where do you see, like as a parent, you know, how do you, other than, you know, eating organic, um, is there supplements kids should be taking earlier uh, just to, or, yeah. or mm-hmm. same stuff you're talking about? Yeah, definitely. The, you know, the vitamin D, vitamin C, um, B complex, just a good multivitamin 
in some cases is well enough and make sure they just stay away from other toxins. Um, you know, this is breast cancer mm-hmm. awareness month and we're seeing a lot more breast cancer in younger folks. And, you know, I think it's because of the quality of the food. Maybe when you're smaller eating at McDonald's, which has some very estrogenic foods over, you know, over estrogenizing, uh, males and females at a young age. Um, we didn't used to see that. Um, certainly if you eat chicken or poultry, make sure it's organic. Um, I think that's one of the worst offenders for sure for pesticides and hormones. And, you know, they're becoming more aware of that and they're making foods better than they did five, 10 years ago. Um, but certainly shop organic. Um, don't overeat. Make sure your gut's normal. You know, if you have gut problems, stomach pain, constipation, diarrhea, something's off with your gut and you need to address it. Um, especially in kids, you see a lot of kids with gut problems. Yeah, it's, it's actually, you know, one of the things that I think, you know, digestion has really done a good job with is, um, you know, part of its purpose is to um, help people deal with a modern day diet, um, you know, with all the thing, all the enzymes in particular. Um, so, uh, and Angela, it seems Angela agrees with us on, on digest shield. Uh, thank you for putting up there, uh, oh, put, putting that up there, Angela. Um, I, I don't think you're the only one that, that feels that way. There's a, it's a, one of our most popular, uh, products in, in our offices. Um, okay. So we're going to go to the, the comment section here. We're going to dig through, uh, if you guys got a question for Dr. Rogers, be sure to, um, put those in there. Um, and we'll answer your question. We're going to, uh, get going here. All right. I'm going to start with, uh, Evangelon who was fashionably early on, uh, on YouTube. Uh, and, and I knew he would put in some, some words I can't pronounce. Um, so I'm just going to let you, let you read that out. Nicotinamide. Yeah. Nicotinamide, which is a form of niacin mon- mononucleotide. I like nicotinamide, uh, riboside NR a little better, but, um, you know, they're both good. Um, yeah, they kind of, you know, they kind of work in different ways. I, I take both NR and NAC. So I take both of them, uh, nicotinamide, which is a form of niacin vitamin B3 is great for a lot of things. Niacin in itself, of course, lowers your cholesterol, but a lot of people can't take it because it flushes them. But, um, uh, nicotinamide, which is a non-flushing form of niacin or derivative, has a lot of other benefits. It, it just is great for lengthening your lifespan. It, it will keep your telomeres long and so and um, may even help autophagy. But um, yeah, I think any both those are fine. Riboside, mononucleotide, just a different isomer i'm all for it but you would take with uh, but i'll take both yeah okay. i'll take both you would take with knack instead of uh as a substitute and i give both of those breaks like like a lot of things i give them you know breaks i don't take them every day but i take them most days is that just kind of your six out of seven philosophy or yeah yeah mostly okay mostly um you know and, you know, you forget to take your vitamins sometimes, too, so it kind of works out naturally anyway. All right. I'm going to go to, let's get a Facebook question in here. I'm going to go to uh, Kathy. Uh, Kathy asks, does low estrogen cause high blood pressure? Um, no, not really. I don't, per se, I don't think it's a real cause of high blood pressure. When your estrogen drops, it's usually because you're older and by that time, your arteries get a little stiffer, so you're more likely to have hypertension. Um, but we know that estrogen certainly protects your heart. Um, so there's an association there, but a direct cause of high blood pressure, maybe just because it happens to be at the same you know, age when your estrogen drops out, your blood pressure is naturally kind of rising a little bit because of your age and your arteries get a little stiffer. Um, but certainly um, replace your estrogen. If it's low, it needs to be replaced with biomedical hormones. Um, you know, make sure your mammograms up to date and all that or thermogram, whatever you choose. 
Uh, you don't want to give estrogen to anybody who doesn't keep up with the status of their breast because you could potentially make something worse. Um, All right. Uh, thank you for, for that question, uh, Kathy. Um, all right, I'm going to go back to YouTube here. And just a quick reminder, if, if I see a few, uh, a few of you guys uh, sharing with a friend. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, if you think one of your friends who's on Facebook or on YouTube or, in, or LinkedIn uh, would get some value out of this, share this uh, uh, Q&A show with them. We'd love to, to welcome them into the, into the group here. Um, Doug on YouTube asks, how can one increase one's absorption of vitamin D3? I've taken 10,000 IUs most days during the COVID era, and my recent blood work only had me at 48. That's a really good question. That's a great question. Um, well, you know, you, you may have stomach problems. It's not absorbing the, uh, the vitamin D3. Of course, you need D with K, you need vitamin K2 in there. Um, and you may even try sublingual forms of vitamin D. Um, you could even get injections of D. You know, we have D3 in our office where we give 50,000 units uh, weekly. Um, it seems to get the levels up really good. You may not be absorbing it, but if nothing else, just go up on the D that you're taking. You know, I have people that have to take more than that, 15,000. Um, but uh, you can, there's no way you can't get it up if you get the injection form or maybe even just the sublingual form, but you should be able to get that up. Um, how, uh, uh, but look at your gut function too. Like how long would they need to be on a certain regimen? Say we, you know, he increases his vitamin D3 by, you know, 5,000 I use daily or starts taking the weekly um, prescription injection. It takes a while. Does you know, it? if you take it orally, it's going to take a month, maybe two months to, to get to its full effect. But if you get a shot, I mean, that's going to bump you up pretty quickly. Okay. Um, within a week. All right, Doug. Thank you for, for that question there. Um, all right, let's get, uh, go to Facebook here. Um, what's up, Brian? Uh, great to see you here. Uh, I've heard CoQ10 and L-tyrosine can help with energy. Um, how should they be taken and how much? You actually mentioned um, L-tyrosine. Uh, in today's uh, doctor's note on, um, gosh, I, I spent like yeah. uh, all morning um, on that. What, what was our doctor's note on today? Yeah. Um, uh, we, talk, we talked a lot about... Um, what is it? Dopamine. You know, Alzheimer's, dopamine relationship dopamine. and uh, all that. But yeah, I mean, CoQ10 and L-tyrosine both give you energy. CoQ10 is more for making your mitochondria pump out more ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which is the, the energy uh, molecule for every, everybody. Um, and PQQ, if you want to get into that, which I take with my CoQ10, creates more mitochondria. So both of those are for generalized energy. L-tyrosine is more for focus. And, you know, I use it a lot for patients with ADD, sometimes without stimulants, sometimes they enhance the stimulants. Um, but L-tyrosine is one of those things that can increase your dopamine level. And go to the note today because we talk a lot about how important dopamine is. Um, you know, dopamine takes, takes, it goes down two pathways. One is the movement pathway, which when you, it gets depleted from that part of your brain, called the substantia nigra, which puts out dopamine um, into your synapses in your brain um, for many purposes. But so when you deplete that, um, you're going to have trouble moving, and that's Parkinson's disease. Uh, and But it follows, there's another pathway that dopamine uh, travels along, and that is um, motivation and mood pathway. And, you know, it's, it's very important that you regulate those dopamine levels. Uh, dopamine is that weird neurotransmitter that is responsible for kind of your baseline energy levels. It may only mood and motivation, not so much go to the gym and work out, but it's more mental. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say CoQ10 is more physical dopamine and L-tyrosine. 
which is really a precursor to L-DOPA. You know, we give L-DOPA to Parkinson's patients. So um, it helps for that too, but it's, it's an over-the-counter supplement. Um, but it really enhances focus and um, sense of well-being. Dopamine is that motivational neurotransmitter that everybody has a baseline of. And then you give yourself little hits of it um, where you get your highs. Um, where you talk about like a runner's high through endorphins. That's what they're talking about. Um, if you take certain... Um, even chocolate will boost your, your dopamine up a little bit, but drugs like cocaine and amphetamines really, really boost it many, many times. And what happens there though, is you'll, you'll get too high and your baseline is going to be lower. So you're going to have higher highs and lower lows. And that's what leads to addictions. Um, well, that's and, why and we use the, medicines. And the cravings get worse. So like. Exactly right. So, that's why. Yeah. So many methamphetamine uh, addicts out there, cocaine addicts. Um, but it's just interesting the way this thing kind of works. Um, you know, anything exercise increases dopamine. Um, but it, it's certainly it's one reason we use a drug called Wellbutrin. It's known as an antidepressant, but it's really a dopaminergic drug. It also um, increases adrenaline called norepinephrine, which turns into epinephrine. It's that fight or flight uh, neurotransmitter that is very important. So dope, that dopamine pathway ties into adrenaline as well. But you know how some people have a low baseline mood? You know, they just look sluggish and tired all the time. They probably have low baseline dopamine levels for one reason or another, sometimes genetic. And then you, you see other people who are high all the time and just on all the time. They probably have a higher baseline dopamine level. And those people are at risk for, you know, getting, you know, having to stay too high all the time. Then when they get low, they get low. As you know, Wellbutrin mm -hmm. is, is, a, is a really good antidepressant. As a matter of fact, I use it sometimes with the serotonin drugs. Um, that uh, increases serotonin, the feel-good um, hormone. It's not really like the dopamine reward high, but it's more of a, an antidepressant uh, neurotransmitter um, like Prozac, Lexapro, Selexa, that group. Um, and those increase serotonin, but Wellbutrin increases dopamine. So sometimes I'll add Wellbutrin on to somebody that's having a side effect from one of the serotonergic drugs like Prozac that can make you too apathetic or kill your sex drive, et cetera. Um, so sometimes they work together. Um, you certainly have to be careful with bipolar patients and things, but yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, the whole um, universe of neurotransmitters and, and brain health. I mean, your brain is such a complex thing that um, it's just really interesting. Some of the other things that can increase dopamine are cold water immersion. Mm. Uh, even intermittent fasting will increase your dopamine levels. Um, but you don't, you want to manage it. You don't want to get too high or too low. Um, but certainly uh, L-tyrosine is one of those uh, dopamine precursors that will raise that level safely. Um so it's just really interesting. Go to the podcast today if you want more details on that. But yeah, um, I, I, it's really interesting. I've become fascinated with it because it really is something that's, you know, largely in your control. Um, you know, and it, it certainly it can get out of hand. And it, it seems like managing it is the uh, you want to you want to have a little bit of that fire under your belly. You know, like you want that that craving, that desire. Um, but I, I think the problem is once you, once you get that reward, then you go back down. So you, I guess you want that, uh, to that, the high to be closer to your baseline. Um, so that what we, we've been watching a lot of, um, uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman of Huberman lab, uh, his podcast on YouTube and, uh, and he just, he, he really, rocks out um dopamine the way he talks about it it yeah. it, it helped help me out so good 
I'm giving myself a little reward right here. And this is not coffee. Coffee really will increase your dopamine, but just a very little bit. It kind of upregulates it. So it's so good for you. But um, this is not coffee in here. Okay. <laughs> Hey, does the does the dopamine stuff? Don't ask what it is either, okay? <laughs> guys, guys in the comments, don't ask what that is. <laughs> uh, mine is water. I'm drinking water. Okay. Um, but good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving my my uh, my my beer for um, for the World Series tonight game. This is not beer either. I, 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 I wouldn't think I it's beer. I don't drink beer. I wouldn't think I do it's not beer. drink beer. Uh, yeah, I know the World Series on the night, too. World Series fun. Game 6, I believe. Game 6. I got a bad feeling about the Braves. Don't say that. Don't say that on... You know, on they've just choked so many times in these championship games. Don't say that. Don't I say hope that. not. But, you know, <laughs> I hope it goes at least to a Game We'll go to a Game 7 if Houston wins. So, <laughs> uh, But I like to see the Braves close it out because they're not good when it's on the line. They're not really good in that... Um, we'll see. Oh, those tight situations. We'll see. Uh, Katie, Katie says Ben beer 30. That's uh shoot. I, I got up keto, keto mamas. I'm sorry. I'll put hers up in a second. Katie says beer 30. That is not true. Katie. Uh, it is beer three beer, beer three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see Roseanne is in the house. Roseanne of course is, uh, one of our lovely team members in the Knoxville office. If you're a Knoxvillian, you'll see Roseanne. Um, okay, let's get to uh, let's get to a question. I'm going to put up Katie's question on Parkinson's because you mentioned that a little bit, um, and she asked uh, about the blood test that could tell if you're going to have or at risk for Parkinson's. Uh, let me see here. Shoot, now I can't now I can't find it, Katie. Oh, there we go. Um, is there a blood test to see if you may develop Parkinson's? There's no really good blood test that I know to predict that I'm sure there's genetic testing that's kind of out of the scope of what we do, uh, for that. But, um, also was a good way to predict it. There's just not other than clinically. I'm sure that there are genetic tests that have certain SNPs or single nucleotide peptide nucleopeptides that you could look at. But, um, I know, uh, Katie has some in her family, but, um, but no, it's not something that I see a lot of, um, inheritance patterns that I've noticed just, you know, again, I'm not a geneticist, but, uh, it'd be good. I mean, it'd be a really good, um, something to kind of research though. Great. That'd be a great, great research topic. Um, thank you. Thank you for putting that up there, Katie. Uh, Evangeline has another question. Are there any long hauler uses for berberine? Love berberine. Um, you know, it's really works for a lot of different things, especially metabolic syndrome, especially, you know, a lot of your long haulers have metabolic syndrome, insulin uh, resistance. So, um, you know, the first thing I'll do with long haulers is make sure they're not eating sugar make sure they're insulin levels are okay and their blood sugars are okay because that has so much to do with your energy levels and you know long haulers are all fatigued especially fatigue on exertion brain fog um so i do like berberine um a lot it just lowers your insulin resistance also is great for lowering your blood pressure a little bit too and uh, uh probably helps sway your um, your cholesterol numbers are a little bit more favorable. Um, but yeah, I, I do like it. It's, it's, it's a supplement that I take anyway. I tend to be a little insulin resistant. If you go back to the podcast I did on when I used my freestyle Libre continuous blood sugar monitor, my sugar's kicked up a little bit higher than it should have after I tried to eat something sweet. That's, that's a great little experiment is to wear a continuous blood glucose monitor for two weeks and see what it's doing. It's and, and you painless. Can, you put it in the back of your arm. You can get it free for two yeah. weeks in most cases if you have yeah. some kind of insurance. So that's a, that's a great little uh, tool. Um, um, all right. So Sathy, uh, Sally asks, what can you do for chronic acid reflux? Um, gosh, I, I took two, I'll wean two people today off of uh, a meprazole you know, a PPI, a proton pump inhibitor. 
uh, like Nexium, Prilosec, which is a Meprazole, Dexalant, Protonics. Those are those medicines work for reflux. Um, if you have chronic reflux, you ought at least have a one once look down in your esophagus to make sure you don't have Barrett's esophagus, which signals um, change in the type of cell in your esophagus uh, from columnar to epithelial can be a precursor to, to esophageal cancer. So, um, you know, first of all, of course, look at what you eat may cause the reflux. You know, certain types of foods cause it like chocolate, citrus, greasy foods, uh, coffee sometimes. So you need to get a low acid coffee if you have a lot of reflux. And certainly, you know, elevating the head of your bed at night, which is a great idea for lymphatic flow as well. Um, but, you know, as you wean yourself off those PPIs, remember the PPIs like um, omeprazole, they're not meant for use for over two weeks. So if, if you haven't used them longer than that, you've got a problem. First of all, look at your gut function. And I think Digest Shield helps out a lot. I put both those pe people on Digest Shield and I'll wean them slowly off their PPIs every other day for a month, every third day for a month, and told them to get some Pepsid complete, you know, to take on an as-needed basis. And um, you can also use uh, apple cider vinegar. You know, you can actually, you know, some people that have reflux actually um, don't have enough stomach acid rather than too much. You can do the betaine test where you get uh, those yeah. betaine caplets uh, we've talked about before which is basically hydrochloric acid and take uh, take one and if it doesn't give you heartburn take another one if it doesn't give you heartburn by the third one if it doesn't give you heartburn you've got low acid not too much and then your fourth one say it gives you heartburn you'll know that's your limit so you take three of them before you eat a meal and it'll help you digest your foods and you haven't cut all your acid out which can cause problems with your gut, increased risk of C. diff, and also um, malabsorption of vitamins, low vitamin D, therefore osteoporosis, um, and probably some other changes like sugar problems, insulin resistance. So great question. That is a I great question. I see that every day. Uh, thank you for that question, uh, Sally. Um, Edna asks, um, do COVID long haulers suffer with bad headaches and what to do? Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Headaches are so common for long haulers. Fatigue and then headaches. That's the second most common complaint I get. Sometimes dizziness and certainly mental fog. Um, well, you know, I treat, I treat long haulers with ice cream and not real ice cream, but that ivermectin word. <laughs> uh, I always put them on that. And, uh, of course, I like... Uh, to use NAC and high doses of pro-resolving mediators, which is basically high dose of omega-3s. Um, that's very helpful. Uh, and there's a lot of other little things we do, but a lot of times you get on ivermectin and NAC and the headaches will go away. Well, it depends on your previous conditions, whether you have migraines or not, or you know what kind of headaches they are. Are they stress headaches? Are they migraine headaches? Are they tension headaches? Are they rebound headaches? So, um, but certainly very common. So I put them on the the, the my long hauler protocol. Magnesium. I use a lot of magnesium for those. Uh, that seems to help a lot. I look at the hormones. Um, progesterone sometimes helps us. Uh, helps you sleep too. But it's a great question. Thank you for that, Edna. A nice one. Uh, uh, just so everybody can get on the same page. Um, Say ice cream. It's we're talking about ice cream here. Oh, we are okay. <laughs> Not the horse dewormer. We're talking about ice cream. We're using ice cream to talk about the horse dewormer. Uh, for 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 the first time, people hear ice cream equals uh, ivermectin. Uh, we like to we like to have a, a, a little fun. Um, so so ice cream it is. Um, you know, we got a lot of good news this week from our our state legislature here in Tennessee. Where yes. Uh, they passed a, a bill where they're really going to let doctors uh, treat their patients like they want to. So certainly in this state, I can't 
get in trouble by using the word ice cream, you know, or, or ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, you know, for treatment. So thank goodness that bill got passed and they allow that decision to be made between the doctor and patient and certainly allow us to use our clinical judgment as long as we have uh, consent from the patient that, you know, it's off label, um, of course. But uh, so I was really happy with that. That was a really positive step that our state took this this week. So do you think we're heading um, in, in you know, kind of a positive direction in terms of, you know, more specifically the doctor patient relationship? I think that's what's kind of been. Uh, jeopardize a little bit over the last 18 months. Yeah. Um, do you think we're heading in the in the right yeah. direction? You would not believe what one of my patients told me today that uh, they they came in as a new patient and um, basically because they had a terrible experience with their doctor over COVID when they got COVID, um, they tested positive at uh, one of the clinics for COVID and um, you know of course asked for treatment and uh, uh, received none. And no advice or anything, nothing. So they called back to the doctor's office and he finally got to speak with the doctor. And he says, what, you know, what can I do? Um, uh, and the doctor actually said, well, you, you'll either get better or you'll die. And then hung the phone up. <laughs> that's, that just shocked the heck out of me. Yeah. I mean, talk about like um, anxiety. You know, I, I feel like this has been very anxiety inducing and um, a, a lot of it is probably has to do with that. You know, uh, a lot of the oh, a lot gosh. of the fear. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to a, another question here. Um, I hope I'm, I'm going to try not to miss anybody uh, tonight. I think this is a, a good one. Jackass. Uh, I'm recovering from a meniscus tear. Any suggestion on. Uh, supplements that I could take to help with cartilage healing and prevent it from happening again? That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, collagen, you know, definitely take a collagen supplement. We have one in our office called Keto Collagen. I love it. Um, you could also take um, a supplement called MSM, which is really good for healing joints. Um, so I'd say collagen is your number one. Uh, and you put it in powder and just drink it. Um there are also some tablets, too, I think you can take. Um, I have these little collagen gummies that I take. So those would be my top ones. Um, if you're overweight, lose weight, because every pound you gain puts five pounds of pressure on your knee. Um, you know, and the other thing, too, if you're recovering from a meniscus tear, I don't know if that means that you got surgery or you didn't get surgery. I know if you have surgery to take that torn part out, you're much more likely to get arthritis in that joint early. So do everything you can to stay light, strengthen your quad muscles up to make sure your knee is stable, work with a physical therapist um, like Ernie uh, in our office. Uh, and, you know, so prevent it from happening again. I don't know how old you are, but, you know, you, you don't want to do a lot of heavy squats. Uh and you want to use the bocce ball, the balance ball for, you know, lat, you know, for knee stabilization exercises. It's all about balance. Um, but, you know, with a meniscal tear, it just depends on how you tore it. If you're playing football, if you made a sudden lateral movement, um, you know, pickleball. You did a great podcast on pickleball today, Ben. I looked at it tonight. It uh, was a great, great little uh, pickleball uh, uh jack, jack jack is uh is 27 and, and thin it seems like he's he's gonna recover pretty pretty quickly it seems did he have surgery um uh, jack did you have surgery um if he uh, comments below i'm i'm saying i'm gonna say he probably did but i i can't see a, a comment now we'll get back to that um, okay, so let's go to uh, a question here I s just saw that I thought would be a good one. Um, where is it? Um, Angela asked, beyond your daily go-to supplements, if you feel like you're getting sick, cold or flu, is there a go-to protocol to knock it out before it really sets in? Example, yeah. extra vitamin C, oregano oil, colloidal so silver, etc. Um, one thing, you, you really should go watch the, the Outside the Box episode with um, – 
gosh, now, now, um, with Jeff Thomas, um, who, uh, formerly worked for life extension and, and he goes over his protocol for when he feels something coming on and it's pretty detailed. So you'll, you'll have to watch. I might need to clip that and, 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 and put that in. He, spent, he retired. He spent 30 years, I think with life yeah. retired, yeah. but, um, yeah, certainly all, all the above. Um, you can actually take a gram of vitamin C every hour until you feel better. Um, that's one little strategy. Um, of course, the other thing I like to do is immediately take 50,000 of vitamin D for three straight days. Um, colloidal silver is great to spray in your nose and the back of your throat. Um, but yeah, just really kick up your DNC for sure. Those are the two big ones. You're probably on zinc. So zinc, I think, helps it too. Um, but yeah, great question. Great. Really pop them up. Um, and it seems that, that Jack did not have surgery on his meniscus. So it's okay. a I'm glad he didn't have surgery, to be honest with you, because when they, when they t cut that meniscus out, you're going to have bone on bone in that area or very close to it. You're, you're a lot more likely to get um, early arthritis in that knee. So well, I would, a few sessions with a good physical therapist like Ernie would do wonders, especially Ernie Dixon. If you really, you really should see if you live in the Tri-Cities, come to see Ernie. Ernie's my age, so he's old. He ran track and he's had uh, two or three meniscal surgeries himself. And he's an expert on uh, meniscal tears and what you need to do to kind of to make sure that doesn't happen again. Ernie we should actually, Dixon. we should get him on the podcast to talk about that, but cause that's a, yeah. that's an injury that that's pretty common. Um, yeah. I'd really, I'd really, unless you're involved, heavily involved with the therapist, see Ernie Dixon, visit Ernie Dixon. He can do all these muscle tests on you and see kind of where your weaknesses are. And, you know, that'd be well worth it. I'm, I'm glad you didn't have to have surgery. Um, okay. So Amanda asked, what can be done about post COVID hair loss? This is a common question we're getting. So, uh, we so see that a lot, you yeah. know, COVID stressful and stress could have caused it. Uh, vitamin deficiencies can cause it. It could knock you into hypothyroidism. So certainly get some lab tests. Anybody post COVID long hauler, I always get the Cleveland panel on to look at all their inflammatory markers, vitamins, uh, adrenals, uh, you know, so, you know, usually if it's women, the hair comes back. I, I look at hormones a lot, too. Um, so you got to look at your supplements. You can, of course, you get on biotin. Some some women I put on finasteride, unless they're too young. If they're childbearing age, you can't do it because um, it's teratogenic if you got pregnant with it. But, um, but yeah, a good blood test and... Uh, Come in, let, let's look at some of the inflama inflammation rates and thyroid and all. And it should come back. Hair grows in phases, and it should come back if, if you have everything else right. But, again, COVID can knock – it can cause autoimmune diseases. Um, so pretty common. Um, I, I wanted to put this up there because uh, I, we've talked a lot about uh, chelators and in our state – um, IV chelations, um, not legal. So, uh, that's why we talk a lot about EDTA, the, uh, the pill form. Um, so just wanted to put this up there. Thank you for this keto bandito. We're going to, uh, we're going to, uh, stay tuned for this. Um, yes, yeah. I, I don't know how to answer that yet. Uh, I'll certainly look into it though. Uh, well, I, I think he was just commenting for just a, uh, awesome. you know, yeah. and, and we really appreciate that. Uh, guys, if you have any suggestions, um, anything that, you know, could, could add value to, to this chat, uh, we'd appreciate it. So thank you for that. Oh, that's awesome. I love that kind of feedback. Uh, yeah. You know, unfortunately, the research is being done at the University of Kentucky. And uh, we play <laughs> Kentucky this week in football. We hope, you know, we all went to University of Tennessee. And uh, so. Is it Kentucky we week? Wanna, yeah, it's Kentucky's this week. That's a big game. Are you sure? I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It is Kentucky. It's up there though. So <laughs> that's good for them. They probably won't get golf balls and, you know, yeah, beer okay. cans thrown down on the field at them. So <laughs> I hope, I hope not. Uh, I, I want to put this up there. Thank you for that, Evangeline. Uh, 
digestive issues, a company called Ombre Lab uh, sells a gut health test that tells you which probiotics you're lacking. Um, I think that's cool. We've been looking um, at, at, a, at a couple different uh, gut health tests. We, we talk a lot about the GI, GI map, I believe it's called. Uh, but we're going to look into this one as well. Thank you for that. Yeah, because that may be the one out of Houston that's really good. I don't know, but yeah, great. We love the GI maps. They're kind of expensive, but they're good too. But uh, um, Okay, let's go. Let's see here. Uh, Don on YouTube asks, I started taking B complex and had extreme flushing of face, arms, and back. Is this normal? Can be. It's probably due to the niacin in there. You know, <clears throat> Niacin can really flush you. Some people, especially fair skin, Irish, redheaded people, um, they can really flush with niacin to the point where they won't take it again. If you take just if you took a 500 milligram of niacin, which you can get over the counter, you, you know you probably go to the dang hospital with it, thinking you're having an allergic reaction. But so it's not too uncommon, you know. Uh, so you might. You could probably keep taking it and just realize it's okay um, and you'll get used to it. Some people uh, will take it with a 81 milligram aspirin at night and they'll kind of sleep through it. But, you know, the bees are preferably taken in the morning because they give you energy. Uh, but if it's pure nice and for lower your cholesterol, I always dose it at night with a baby aspirin and really work your dose up slow. I started 100 milligrams and slowly increase the dose but yeah that's pretty common donna you know not unheard of but it's not really like a real allergic reaction could be but it's very highly doubtful um roel asked will the general public ever have a chance to get a cgm without a prescription i hope so continuous glucose monitor i sure hope so um you know that seems like something I think yeah Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it should be your right to get it. But, uh, you know, I'm sure you could probably go on Amazon and buy one right now, I would think. But, um, yeah, CGMs are great for certainly every diabetic. I'll think about it. Um, okay, what um, is PPQ? PPQ, I'm not going to pronounce a long chemical name, but basically PPQ, PPQ which I take daily, uh, kind of works in concert with CoQ10 uh, to increase the uh, amount of mitochondria, that energy factory that you find in every cell. Um, it, it increases the amount of mitochondria that you have. CoQ10 increases the output of ATP from uh, the mitochondria. So they work kind of together, but it's for energy, Robert, basically for energy. Um, so, uh, great. If you're tired a lot, those are two, and it's, it's not going to hurt you. Um, it's related to quinolones, but not the antibiotic, just related to quinine, I should say. Uh, Terry's in Guatemala. Not a quinolone, not a quinolone. Uh, oh, Terry's in Guatemala fixing legs for kids. Tate, way to go. That's awesome that. that you can pick this up way down there. That's probably one of his kids right up there. Terry does a great, a great thing. He he's a uh, makes prosthetic limbs for uh, everybody. He's been doing it for years, and he's so good at it. And you know, we're just so proud of him for going down to Guatemala. He goes down there a lot. That's awesome. And uh, you know, so if you want to donate to a good cause, donate donate to Terry Graybills trips to Guatemala to to help these kids be able to walk. I mean, it's just incredible. Think some of the pictures that he, he has shown me. It's just phenomenal. That's so cool. Like a tear come to your eye. That's so you know? cool. Have fun. Be safe and have fun. Terry, thanks for all, the, watch, all you do down there. Terry, thank you, and uh, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, say, to, say hello to all our friends in Guatemala. Uh, Christy on Facebook asks, I was starting – uh, I was started on testosterone cream two weeks ago for low levels. How long does it take to notice if it's working? Usually two to four weeks. Um, sometimes if you're in dire need of it and really low, sometimes I'll pop you a little subcutaneous shot of testosterone to kind of get it on board a little quicker, um, which it helps. So usually between two and four weeks is usually what I say. You know, we kind of work our way up. 
kind of slowly, but certainly testosterone is awesome for women as well as men. Um, if they're not noticing a, a difference, but in, within that window, uh, is that when, you know, they need to start considering up in the dose a bit? Yeah. About four weeks for sure. Okay. And you come by and get a level check, but, uh, it's going to kick in. We, you know, we're conservative. We start out a little low, but, uh, um, you'll love testosterone. Then you probably end up getting a pellet. Pellet testosterone pellets are the best way to get it, I think. Um, Debbie asks the instructions on a bottle of Digest Shield say to take it before meals. I'm so used to taking vitamins after I eat that I often forget the Digest Shield. Will it hurt to take it after a meal? No. A lot of times I end up taking mine with the meal because it's in there lumped in the air with all of my other vitamins. I try if I can. Like tonight for supper, I definitely took it 30 minutes before. Ate a meal. And uh, so just try to think about it. Keep the bottle kind of out. And hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, you're eating two meals a day and just have it at a convenient place where you're, while you're getting your uh, lunch ready, then pop one and same thing for supper. Uh, do the same thing. But no, it won't hurt you even to take it afterwards. It'll still help you tremendously. All right. Thank you for that uh, question, Debbie. Um, let's see here. I was on. Okay, here it is. Um, Anita asks for RA patients: Is it safe to be on Enbrel injections and hydroxychloroquine too? You know, I had a patient like that a couple of weeks ago. They took they took them off the hydroxychloroquine. Um, you know, you better make sure you check with your rheumatologist about this for sure. Certainly if you're on Embryol injections and you came down with uh, COVID and we decided to treat you with hydroxychloroquine instead of ivermectin uh, or ice cream, then I'll, then it'd be fine. But uh, on a routine basis, usually the reason you're on Embryol is because the hydroxychloroquine or Plaquenil didn't work for your rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and you certainly don't want to overload everything because uh you know you got to be careful with the biologics that can reduce your immunity a little bit too so embryo but um so check with i wouldn't be afraid to treat you with that short term but check with your rheumatologist um on that also because you want it to work and you want it to be safe i don't think it has a direct interaction with it but i'd have to check that for sure um okay and what i'm gonna do i see i, I see evangelon's uh putting some comments on there for long hauler and i want uh, the people on facebook to see so hopefully i can figure out the the sequence there evangelon um because that's really helpful uh what you're saying um thank you i, I think um I, I think what he's saying is he took one course of uh ivermectin and it helped greatly then symptoms came back uh, does that sound, do you think that's what he's talking about? Is Yeah, yeah, your blood work will be all over the place. Um, uh, and then, uh, let's see here, this is, so Amanda asked a, a long caller, a long hauler question. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, this is what you're seeing as well, I'm assuming? Yeah, I mean, it's all over the place. I mean. You know, there's something screwy about that virus that uh, acts in ways that we've never seen before. Um, so, uh, Amanda on Facebook, I, I hope that helps. Um, and Evangelon, if I didn't if I didn't sequence that right, let me know and I'll I'll fix it. Um, Bianca asks, uh, have COVID cases continued to drop there? And, and we're in Tennessee. Yeah, and Bianca is of course in Nashville, um, but yeah, we are seeing a, a major drop. Um, way less cases um every day it goes down so i hope we're we're getting somewhat of a herd immunity i think if you haven't been exposed to it by now you know you just haven't been out of your house but um i mean look at it we've had over 100 million documented cases of it of covid and there's been like 450 million or probably more of the jabs given um so at least partial uh, coverage from that, you know, worth it or not. But, I mean, maybe we're developing some some herd immunity to this thing. Um, or certainly, and I'm really pumped up about the fact that they're going to let more doctors, 
maybe some of the organized doctors in their big organizations will start stepping up and treating it um, because they won't be scared of the medical boards, et cetera. Um, you know, but uh, certainly with the monoclonal antibodies, I've sent many people for them and uh, it seems to be helpful. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm hopeful. I really am, Bianca, you know. Um, okay, so Jamie on Facebook asks, have you seen reactive hypoglycemia, hypoglycemia post-COVID? Yeah. Any thoughts on the best dietary modification to avoid highs and lows? Yeah, yeah, I have seen that for sure. We talked on it a little bit, a little bit ago. Um, you know, it messes with your insulin resistance numbers. Um, we've seen more diabetes. Hypoglycemia is a precursor to diabetes. You know, it's, it's insulin resistance. You usually have too much insulin that it brings your sugar down too far. And after a while of that, your insulin's not working good and you keep going up and up and up. It won't work. Boom. You have, you have diabetes. So the way to, um, the best dietary modifications that cut out a lot of carbs, you need to eat a different type of diet. Otherwise you're just chasing your sugars around all day. Believe me, I've been there for many years t taking care of two diabetic kids you know, all the way into adulthood. So another great reason to get a, a continuous glucose monitor, just to monitor that and actually see how low you're going. I mean, your baseline may be run higher than it should. And you get to 80, 85, and you feel low, which is normal. You know, that's a normal number. So you may have a little pre-diabetes going on anyway. So um, certainly cut your high glycemic carbs down. And maybe eat a little more frequently, you know, to kind of balance it out. But get a continuous glucose monitor and see what's going on with you. And that way you can see what's happening at night, too. You know, which you may not know you're dropping low in the night. Um, but great question. Yeah, it's COVID. I've seen it screw some insulin numbers up, too. All right. Thank you for that, Jamie. I'm going to put... Uh Keto Mama up here. Um, grandson has a torn rotator cuff, not big, but is there anything to help it heal? Uh, kind of maybe the same same answer as the meniscus here? Yeah, I like collagen, you know. Um, yeah, rotator cuff surgery is not fun. I don't know how old your grandson is, but, um, you know, I certainly don't want to have surgery unless you have to. That's just a heck of a recuperation from that. That's a tough one. Um, so I would definitely try the MSM. I would try collagen. Um, uh, I would, um, sometimes well, I'll shoot PRP in the, in the shoulders. I don't know what the age is, but, you know, platelet rich plasma, where we draw blood out of your arm and spin it down, get the, get the platelet rich plasma off, uh, out of it and inject it into a, you know, a tendonitis or an osteoarthritic joint. And that works pretty well, too. Um, again, a lot of it depends on the age and all. But uh, it will heal. Certainly some physical therapy. I would definitely see somebody like Ernie, you know. Um, he's really good with shoulders. Because um, a lot of times, you know, there'll be a weakness somewhere that predisposes you to have a tear it's using the back part of your shoulder and uh um, you could overwork the front part of your body and underwork the back part which is so common uh um okay it seems like he's 18 um is so, yeah, he's, so he's an adult yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, all right thank you for that keto mama um iram asks you know talk about glutathione um so is that spelled right I don't believe it's spelled right, but I, I think I think they're talking about glutathione. Um, yeah, glutathione is just kind of like the master antioxidant in your body, and uh, you know your body makes some of it, but um, not enough of it if you're healing. It's great, you know. A lot of times we'll put it in IVs, but um, you know, precursors, of course, NAC. That's one reason to take NAC and increase your glutathione levels. Hmm. Um, you know, and you can get a liposomal glutathione. The, the problem with taking oral glutathione, it's not absorbed very well. There are liposomal forms that may work, 
well. Some people use it through nebulized inhalers. And of course, um, we, we sometimes do some IV pushes following a Myers cocktail with glutathione. Um, you know, you got to go real slow on that, but uh, certainly take NAC. It's, it's, uh, glutathione is the master antioxidant. Um, clears out cellular debris and promotes autophagy. Um, lengthens your telomeres. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you for that, Iran. That's gonna that's gonna do it for uh, for tonight's session, guys. And, and Evangeline, I see I see what you're talking about. So uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put that first up on next week's show. Um, and I think you clarified with that. So so thank you for that, Evangeline. We'll get into that. Um, they'll make a note of that question um, that you put later on in the show, and we'll get that first on uh, next week. Um, for those of you who are new, we do this every every single Tuesday night, uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, we really do appreciate you all. Um, uh, Aram, we love you too, man. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for being here. Roel, uh, we love you. Uh, thank you guys for, uh, for hanging out. And do what, let's see here, do what uh, Keto Bandito says. Hit the thumbs up button, guys. Hit the thumbs up yeah, button. Yeah, hit the thumbs up button. <laughs> hit, hit I the, love Keto Bandito. That's hit, awesome. Hit the, hit the thumbs up button. And uh, I, I think he mentioned uh, or asked if, if you're drinking Maker's Mark, and, and I don't think you are. No, Woodford. <laughs> Woodford. Yeah. It is. I'm old-fashioned, if that gives you a clue as to what I'm drinking. I'm kind of uh, an old-fashioned guy. So. Deborah, thank I you. I wish it was smoked. Have you ever had a smoked old-fashioned? I have. They're great. Apparently that's the only way to make one, but I don't know how to make one, so I'm not that fancy. But uh, um, I do limit myself to one. But you know, there we go. Uh, well, guys, uh, if you're if you're interested, uh, hope to walk dot org. Um, what Terry's doing in Guatemala is, uh, I mean, just simply amazing. We we don't do it justice uh, just by talking about it. You need to see the pictures. Um, so thank you, Terry, for putting that Terry's up. Terry's unbelievable. What he does, he can't drive a boat very well, or maybe he. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, Terry, be safe down there, and we'll see you when you get back. And thank you for all, doing all the things you're doing. Terry, thanks so much. Uh, Jack, thank you so much. Uh, guys, uh, Jamie, thank you for the question. We appreciate you being here. Um, we really appreciate you guys. Every single Tuesday night, uh, 7 o'clock, uh, if you have questions throughout the week, you can email me, uh, ben at performancemedicine.net. Uh, put in the subject line question. Uh, that'll kind of uh, catch my eye, and I'll make sure I put it on the show. If I missed your question tonight, uh, I'm super sorry, uh, and let me know. Let me know I missed it. Uh, email me. I typically go through my email right after this show. Uh, so email me, say I missed it, and uh, I'll get you on first next week. Evangeline, I'll get you first up as well. Uh, we love you. Thank you so much, Dr. Rogers. Thank you so much for the time Thanks, tonight. Um, guys, we will see y'all next week. And if you haven't, do my mom a favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we certainly do appreciate it. <laughs> uh, hit, and do what Keto Bandito says. Hit the thumbs up. Uh, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Love you guys. See you, Dr. Rogers. See you, man. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.